Namaste and welcome back to the True to Yourself podcast, a place where we explore the power of authentic living. I am your host, Ananta Ripa Ajamera. Today we're going to talk about how to control anger issues and to practice self-love. Chances are, if you're an empath or female identifying, you may even initially think, oh, actually, I don't have anger issues. I don't express anger. I'm not an angry person. Because these are all the things that we're told are not socially acceptable. It's not okay to get upset about something. It's not okay to have a different opinion. It's not okay to be angry or to feel rage or frustration. We're conditioned to act as though everything is okay and it's all right and no problem and easygoing, go with the flow for whatever happens. In life, however, all of our emotions are really important to us on the spiritual path. All of our emotions are there for a reason. They're there to awaken us in some way. They're there to really inform us about what is happening within and around us in our lives. If we don't have a healthy relationship with anger, it's going to be really difficult to set the kind of boundaries that we need to set to really live a healthy and happy life and to be able to be of service to people in a beautiful and harmonious way long-term. When we are empaths, and often female-identifying people as well, we tend to give and to give and to give. And this can create actually a lot of resentment within us when our efforts at giving and supporting other people are not coming back to us and are not being reciprocated. We may not call it anger, we may not call it rage, but there is this low-grade resentment that can easily build up. And whatever it is, whatever flavor this emotion of anger takes, it's really, really important to work with it and to harness it in a powerful way to be able to lift us even higher on our spiritual journey. Anger can actually be a really, really useful and helpful fire of transformation to be able to propel us to come into a greater relationship with our own self and ultimately to really be true to ourself. It's often when we feel angry about something, whether it's within ourself and something that we did or didn't do or with someone else, that we are getting a spark for something to actually change, for something to ignite in our lives. We don't get spiritual transformation just because we have a casual thought about it. We experience spiritual transformation in our lives because we will it into existence. We actually ignite a fire within us that sustains us to take all of the many actions it takes to be able to create and invite lasting change in our lives. I have therefore put together a three-step process that I want to share with you today about how to really work with this energy of anger to be able to practice self-love and ultimately to get to know yourself better, to know your needs, to know what drives you, and to be able to practice letting go of getting what you're looking for in a traditional sense 
to be able to receive even more than you ever may have thought possible. Stay with me if this doesn't sound like it even makes sense because I promise by the end it will. The first way I recommend to control anger is to not even think about controlling it. I believe that we need to digest our anger. We need to digest all of our life's emotions. We cannot control them necessarily because the risk of controlling any kind of emotion is suppressing that, is burying it deeper down within us to the point where it becomes so uncontrollable that we do tend to explode or implode. What we would like to do instead with the wisdom of Ayurveda, which teaches us that digestion is the key to overall health, is to actually ignite the fire of transformation to digest our emotions. And what this means is really learning from our emotions and really allowing our emotions to serve as the initial catalyst for a deeper process of inner discovery and ultimately outer transformation that results from going deep within and really rewiring some of our internal scripts. So here's how we'll do it. First of all, it is really helpful to give yourself permission to feel this big emotion. This step itself may be the hardest of all because if we have so much of conditioning in our lives from our families, from society, from friends and peers and uncles and aunts, we may believe that it is really not okay to have this emotion. And just the idea of creating the space to feel that fire may not even be possible or accessible. So first of all, if this is you, I would recommend just putting the intention out there into the universe. For me, it really helps to write it down. I will write down, I give myself permission to feel whatever anger wishes to reveal itself from within me. And then I might put it away and go on with my life and just find that by setting the intention in writing, it does create that space. Also, giving ourselves some time in silence really creates that space to be able to feel whatever got buried beneath the surface. And also even asking ourselves certain questions, such as what we do in our Circle of Life community program, in our Power of Practice circles, in our writing circles, really helps to go deeper into determining what's at the root of how we feel and what are those emotions that we need to feel in order to heal. If you already have a feeling of that fire and heat and intensity within your body, within your heart, then it's actually really helpful to allow that to have some kind of an expression. Because if it's there, it's looking to be acknowledged and it may need to be fully embodied in order for you to be able to work with this energy, to be able to allow its energy to unfold and to then be able to move into more constructive outlets. It is really helpful, I feel, and in my experience, to be able to exercise, whatever that means for you. You could do martial arts. I like to do martial arts and actually kick and punch and you know do all kinds of physical exercises to really feel that 
fully embodied anger in a constructive way, right? In a controlled way, because in martial arts, we're trained to harness this energy in a sacred way, to never use it to harm another and certainly not to harm ourselves. But we feel that fire. We feel that power that anger can give us if it is matched with wisdom to be able to allow its full power and its full magic, to be honest, to arise in our lives. A lot of great movements in society, a lot of social change was actually catalyzed by the fire of anger. So we can use this anger in a positive way. We can use it in a constructive way. We can use it as momentum to be able to propel us to make individual changes, to make personal changes, to make family changes, to make relationship changes, and then to even make changes that ripple out into the world around us. It can be very, very empowering, therefore, to work with this power. If you don't prefer martial arts, then you could also try doing breath of fire or kapalabhati breathing breathing exercise. I'll show you how to do it in the next podcast when we'll go through actual practices to be able to transform anger into power. On this episode, however, I just invite you, if you have an embodiment practice, to be able to practice it. If you need to punch a pillow, if you need to scream really loudly, I would encourage you to do that. You can try to go somewhere a little more remote, perhaps, to do that. You can do it in your car. You can do it in nature, in the woods, in your bedroom. You can close a door when no one is there and just completely scream and let it out. Sometimes it even helps if you have some kind of physical objects to even throw them, to be able to fully act out the rage in a way that doesn't hurt anything that's important to you, right? So you have to kind of procure your objects a little bit cautiously. But I've done this before where I literally took things in the room and I threw them. No one else was there. That's important that you do this by yourself. And it was a good experience to just let it all out. What often will follow this expression of anger is going deeper into the sadness and the grief that's underlying the anger. And that will actually also lead us into the next step of this process, which is to make a list of what exactly upsets you. Make a full out list of all the things that are really bothering you about what you did and said or didn't do or say or someone else said or did or didn't do. List it all out and really don't hold back on this and give it all the attention it deserves because you deserve it, because you're worth it. And once you see what's on that list of things that upset you, then it's important to really look into each one and ask yourself, what is the hidden desire that's driving this thing that upset me? Because there is always underlying every experience of anger, an internal desire for something or a need for something that did not get fulfilled, that is looking to be fulfilled. And what we get to do as we grow up spiritually on our spiritual journeys is start to actually be the one to fulfill that need. 
we start to be the one to show up for ourselves and to really be there for ourselves in a way that we may have before wished someone else would have been. Or if we wish we would have been, then we have a chance in every second to be able to have a new beginning with our relationship to ourselves, to really be true to ourselves and to experience and express our true essence. When we can look at this list and really go to the root cause of each and every item on the list and identify what need was not met by the thing that made us angry, this will really help us to be able to know how to start to meet those needs, which is the third step of the process. Once we've identified that, okay, I am really angry with myself, for example, for not having exercised in the past and not being in shape, then we could look at that and say, what is the need or desire underlying that? And the need underlying being upset with not exercising or being in shape could be a health-related need, that we need to do this activity in order to feel our best in our body and to be able to serve as an instrument for service, to be able to show up in all of the ways that we're looking to show up in our lives and to be able to fulfill whatever it is we feel called to fulfill in our existence. That's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big biological need that we have for our health, which is also the foundation of our spiritual journey. Therefore, when we look at something like that, it is a need that is rooted in our overall well-being. And when we know that, then we can start to make a plan for how to ensure that we're going to give ourselves enough time in our day to be able to make space for exercise. It really helps in the third step of making a plan to fulfill all our needs and desires that come up to really be thoughtful and consider what will we need to shift around in our schedule, in our day-to-day -day activities, in our priorities, to be able to allow space to take care of whatever it is is upsetting us. Is it a matter of carving out time to be by yourself? Is it a matter of maybe waking up earlier to be able to do what it is you determine in this exercise that you need to do? Is it maybe asking for help with childcare that will give you the space to be able to do this? There are all kinds of revelations that can arise when we ask ourselves these questions and when we meet our emotions with a sense of curiosity and a willingness to also dig deep. If we are upset on our list about something someone else said that maybe was putting their need or their desire for something onto us and putting their expectations onto us, then what is it that actually upsets us about them doing what they're doing? It won't be that we're just upset about that. It's going to be that we're upset this other person has an expectation for us because somewhere within there's an internal conflict about whether we believe it's our duty to meet everyone else's expectations 
or if we are really anchored and rooted in our intention to be true to ourselves. When we have this clarity, we're going to be able to look even deeper and determine, is it a desire for the approval of the other, for the harmony of the relationship that's driving this anger because what they're expecting of me is not aligned with my internal compass for what I believe and what my values are in life. That's a really deep discovery. And that discovery can then lead to what is it that I need to do to fulfill and be true to my own values and getting really clear on that. And from that clarity, we can create a plan to be able to state what our values are and what we are doing action-wise in order to be true to those values. And we have to stand for whatever it is we believe in. The anger that we feel at being told to follow someone else's agenda is actually cueing us into what we need to stand up for in order to really be true to ourselves and to uphold what we may consider as dharma, which is the greatest good of all. If our values are dharmic, if they are rooted in what is for the greatest good of all, then we are going to need to learn on the spiritual path how to stand up for that in every action and every interaction. But it doesn't start with having a conflict with the other. It starts by really understanding all of the layers of the self that are going to unfold in this process of going deep into what is it that really is upsetting us about what someone else did or said or didn't do or didn't say. If someone wasn't there for us in the way that we had hoped they would be or expected that they would be, then it is showing us that we have a feeling of being abandoned, that we have a feeling of nobody cares about me, that I'm unlovable. And that's actually the more vulnerable truth underneath the initial trigger of anger. And if that's the case, then the plan will need to be how do I start to be here for myself in all the ways I feel someone else should have been for me? How do I become my own best parent? How do I become my own best partner? Because only when we can be for our own selves what we need and what we look for from other people can other people then match our behaviors when they wish to step up and really be there for ourselves. We set the standard for all our relationships through our main primary relationship in life, which is with our own true self and our true essence. Therefore, Developing this relationship with yourself, with the gift of anger, with the information that anger is going to give you is actually a really, really helpful exercise in knowing thyself. And when you know thyself, then you're going to know how to be true to yourself in all of your relationships. So every relationship ultimately is rooted in your relationship with you and you can deepen this relationship through really befriending and digesting your emotions. You can do this for any emotion. I'm teaching you right now how to do it with anger. Previously on the podcast, I have recorded an episode about how to channel sadness into creativity. A lot of really, 
really deep and beautiful writing, poetry, books, and music, and dance, and art comes from really deep sorrow and really deep sadness and pain that the artist learned to transmute into beauty. So whether it's sadness, whether it's anger, whether it's fire that catalyzes a process of change and a process of growth and evolution, it's all for our ultimate unfoldment. It's all for our discovery and embodiment of our true essence. This is really exciting news because this means that we no longer need to fear our anger. We no longer need to suppress our anger to shame ourselves for having this emotion or for feeling like we can't even connect with it. We can actually embrace it. We can actually befriend it. We can actually learn a lot from it about our own self and about what's really important to us in life. Whenever you're stuck, lost, confused, your values are always going to be your anchor on your path. So it really, really helps to take any emotions that come up as a cue for what is really important to you on your spiritual journey. What are those core values that are really going to anchor you through the storms of life? Because if spirituality, for example, is your value, like it is my main value, then I'm going to take every experience of life positive, negative, dark, light, and I'm going to take that as fuel for how to experience and deepen my own spirituality. This is the best way that I approach any difficult situation in life. And I've faced many difficult situations. I've had many people betray me, for example, and it always cued me into how can I be there for myself like I never have before? And the more I'm there for me, the more I know how to be true to myself and the more I find that the people who then come into my life are more and more authentic within themselves and more trustworthy. And I feel that I can trust them because first of all, I've learned to trust myself. And it all just goes back to that same thing that the best foundation for any relationship with another being is having a really clear, healthy, happy, and amazing relationship with your own self. I know it can feel really lonely at times to be able to create enough time and space to even ask ourselves these questions and to start to get to know who it is we really are. But any time that we can carve out to really get to know ourselves, to date ourselves, to love ourselves is going to help us so, so much to feel anchored no matter what happens in relationships with other people. Our relationships are the place where we experience maximum pleasure and maximum pain as human beings. Therefore, when we have a relationship first and foremost with our own true self, we're going to be a lot better prepared for the inevitable ups and downs that happen in relationships. We can never control what anyone else says or does. We can always only control ourselves, And we can only control ourselves when we've understood ourselves, when we have digested everything about our lives and about our emotions and processed them and taken what's helpful and what's valuable information from them and then be able to 
put them into creating something way beyond what we could have ever imagined. Writing my book, for example, The Way of the Goddess, was my way of personally understanding myself and what I value as a teacher after having gotten really badly betrayed by teachers in the past. It was my way of really channeling the sadness and the grief that I had at the loss of these relationships into something that could be really spiritually uplifting for myself and then be of service to other people. It was a way to not drown in the ocean of emotion, but rather to rise as a sovereign being who can actually embrace every feeling in life as an incredible teacher and as an incredible way shower of the path that's ultimately going to lead me home to my own truest essence. This is what it means to be on a spiritual journey of transformation. And this is why in the Vedic spiritual tradition, all the gods and goddesses are equipped with so many weapons because we have to be able to wield these weapons of questioning, of discovery, of feeling everything. And it's hard. It's a battle. It's difficult. It's going to bring up a lot of stuff. We got to be strong to fight these battles, to really know who we are and to embody that and to be that in all situations in life. Because once we have really befriended and mastered all of our emotions for all that they have to teach us and to reveal to us, then we're no longer going to get taken over by life's seas and storms. We are going to be strong and learn how to be happy no matter what. Because the truth is that the only way to really be happy is to find it within yourself. It is difficult to find happiness within oneself, but it's impossible to find it anywhere else. That's a quote from a philosopher whose name I forget. I believe it's Arthur Schopenhauer, but I will check and confirm that in the show notes for you. It's a really, really important wisdom to be able to understand and to live by. If you've enjoyed this episode, I really encourage you to subscribe to this show to be able to receive notifications of all of the latest episodes getting released. We'll have a lot more practices that you can do in the next episode to support you on your path of digesting and transforming your emotions of anger and confusion also into spiritual power and spiritual transformation. So you don't want to miss it because it's going to really support you to take these processes and frameworks and steps and then be able to include more tangible hands-on practices with them to be able to further your ability to really be a spiritual warrior. And I encourage you to also check out my book if you're interested to dive deeper into my nine-step framework of spiritual transformation and growth. It's called The Way of the Goddess. You can check it out at theancientway.co slash wayofthegoddess. We also have a really wonderful 14-day free trial of our Circle of Life community program where we give you access to a whole library of incredible practices, processes, visualizations, and creative exercises you can do to really master your emotions and free the power of your most authentic healing expression. We are all about 
medicinal storytelling and changing our own personal narratives and stories to be able to change the experience of life that we have and then to be able to gift to the world something that is so healing that it will not only heal ourselves but then be a gift for others on their journey of healing and growth as well. So we're all about the reciprocal effect of healing and really paying forward whatever blessings we receive on our spiritual wellness journey in community so that there isn't this feeling of I'm the only one who feels this way. We all feel all emotions and we all are needing to know that it's healthy to feel these emotions. And when we can experience them together, when we can talk about them together, when we can harness the discoveries that they have for us together, we tend to feel a lot less alone, a lot more supported, and therefore a lot stronger on our spiritual path. So I encourage you to check it out at theancientway.co slash community. Looking forward to connecting with you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the True to Yourself podcast, a place where we explore the power of authentic living. Namaste.